Hello, everyone. I'm Sierra. And I'm Ashley. And this is your Weekly Weekly Dose Dose of Wicked. Welcome to another weekly dose of Wicked. We're so excited you're here. Yes, yes, we are. So excited. It's your turn. Oh, let's talk about business here. <laughs> let's <laughs> jump right into business. We have some exciting things going on this week. Uh, first of all, uh, joining us on the level of the moderately wicked. She's awesome. She's petite. She says send it. Amanda Kyer. Woo, 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 woo. Send it. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, yeah, Amanda is uh, thebomb.com. Uh, soon to be Amanda Whalen because she's going to marry our cousin Brandon Whalen. They're getting married in September. Super exciting news. Cannot wait for that. But yeah, she's joined the Patreon because she believes in us. We love you. We love you so much. And we can't wait for September. And then in other news. Don't sound so less excited. It's just as equally as exciting. <laughs> Joining us on the level of the extraordinarily wicked again. Alan Harrington. Woohoo! Woo! Yeah, go dad. Woo! So our dad got kicked out of the Patreon because he's poor. I'm just kidding. <laughs> his card expired, so it kicked him out because yeah. his payment didn't go through. His payment declined. He got kicked out. And then after we gave him shit for like two months, he rejoined. And he wants all of the perks of the Patreon again, even though we already gave them to him. Right. So. But he's expecting a new announcement, a new thank you card, and a new sticker. I mean, he has like four stickers, so I don't know why he needs another. I don't know, man. He also has sweatshirts and hats and all that good stuff. So I don't know. But it's what he wants. Mom and dad are our biggest fans. They sure are. Although dad doesn't share the Patreon with mom. so (laughs) Because he's rude. (laughs) He's like, if you want to listen, you got to buy your own. So, yeah, exciting news. We haven't had a Patreon in a while, man. I know. Speaking of the Patreon, Ashley, how do you get in the Patreon? You go to www.patreon.com slash weeklydoseofwicked and you join an awesome level. You do. You do join one of the great levels. We have four of them now. Slightly Wicked at $3. Uh, Moderately Wicked starts at 5 Awesomely Wicked is 7 And the Extraordinarily Wicked. The best. It's $10. 10 buckaroos. And now is the best time to join the Patreon. And why is that, Ashley? Because we're going to get our shit together. Yeah, that's for real. So if you remember the Patreon, you'll notice that I've updated the cover photo. And it now says, Weekly Dose of Wicked with Sierra and Ashley. New Patreon episodes the first and third Monday of every month. So (laughs) buckle up, Patreons, because you got two episodes coming a month instead of one sporadic episode whenever we decide to put one out. So we're going to try really, really hard to get them out on time. We're going to do better than try. We're going to succeed. Okay, but I'm just saying, We're just give us some grace. Track. We're on track to release a Patreon episode. This episode is going to release on May 31st. No, this episode right now that we're oh, recording okay. is okay. May 31st. And we also are recording June 5th's Patreon episode. So get ready for that exciting and, stuff. And also, Ashley's going to edit that one for real this time. Maybe. For real this time. Okay. I'm going to do it. So give me some grace with my shit editing skills. I'll edit it for backup just in case. Okay, thank you, Sierra. Uh, anyway, so Ashley will have the first Monday and I will have the third Monday. So depending on who you like, that's what day you'll tune in. I hope they like us both. I would hope so, but I feel like they have to like one of us more than the other. Yeah, probably. It's like children, you know. Mom and Dad say they don't have a favorite, but we all know they do. Yeah. So, you know, I don't have a favorite child either, but it depends on the day and sometimes I do. You pretty much always do. Yeah, but it's always a different kid depending on the day. Mm, okay. It's true. My favorite kid's always the same. Okay, well, mine's not. It depends on the day. I'm just kidding. I love them all equally. You're a liar. Anyway, kids, your kids. Hop on the Patreon, patreon.com, join it up, and uh, yeah, support your favorite girls. Other exciting news? Nothing. That's all we got. That's all we got. I thought there was something else I wanted to tell them, though. Maybe not, though. I felt like there was something I wanted to share with the people. I guess maybe not. I don't know. Um, Podfest? Oh, yeah, they announced the dates for next year's PodFest. And we have already went ahead and booked our hotel because we are freaking ready. Not only are we ready to learn more about podcasting, but also uh, I need a vacation. <laughs> it's a business trip, Sierra. It is a business trip. It's going to be a tax write-off. But we're going to go uh, extra day. So yeah, it's we are. a vacation. We're going to go a day early. 
so that we can enjoy it this time. Unlike last time when we were running around like chickens with our heads cut off the whole time. So this time we're staying at the hotel. Yeah. So no more trolleys for us. No more. We're not riding that trolley ever again. Like, we're just no. going to be big girls and pay for it. Yeah, we're going to be big girls. We're going to pay for that expensive ass hotel. So that being said, now's the perfect time to join the Patreon because we need to save the money for the hotel, which is going to cost us a lot. A lot of money. But and then we also okay. need plane tickets. We're never flying Frontier again. <laughs> so we're going to need plane tickets to Orlando that are not Frontier, um, any airline other than that. And yeah, and then, you know, like food while we're there. So join the Patreon. Support us. Yes, please. Give us your monetary donation of $3 a month minimum, and we would love you forever. That's true. Get a cool announcement on the podcast, and then also you get to join the Discord where we chat it up. I added a new channel for thirst traps and uh, celebrity mail, like not mail, celebrities that you just find attractive. Right. So yeah, join it up, chat it up, ask us questions, we'll answer them. Uh, You want to know our most embarrassing moments? Ask, and I'll gladly tell you Ashley's. (laughs) Thank you, Sarah. You're so welcome, because I know (laughs) what it is. Uh, okay well anyway know you know. do all the other things go to apple Podcasts. leave us a rating and review we're up to like almost 50 now so that's exciting um head on over to instagram uh facebook twitter tiktok we're gonna YouTube. hopefully oh youtube head on over to youtube give us a subscription do that subscribe to our youtube even though it's all the same things you've already heard you can hear them again yeah and then also hopefully here in a hot minute we're gonna figure out how to broadcast the video of this so you guys can watch us be awkward (laughs) i'm sure they'll love that they will so we've got everything to do it we just have not uh pulled up our big girl panties to figure out uh how to edit it we haven't taken the leap yet but we will sometime we're gonna take the leaps here soon and get the videos on youtube so yeah do all of those things show us your support and uh that being said i think we should just jump on into it because this case is crazy okay so Ashley and I talked about this. Um, this episode probably needs disclaimers. But if I give you disclaimers, it gives away the entire case. So I think that if you're a member of the true crime community, you expect things to be horrific and disgusting. That being said, we're going to go into this case. Um, it does contain a child. Very minimal, I guess, on the whole child thing. But um, it is disgusting. Just going to throw that out there. Super gross. Okay. Not as far as like gory gross, but just like uncomfortable gross. So if that's not your jam, then we'll see you next week. But again, I mean, if you're into true crime, I think you can handle it. Probably. Hold up. I can handle it. Anyway. Anyway. (laughs) Moving on from that. (laughs) All right. So we're going to jump into this. Have you ever heard of Katie Plato? No. Okay. And I might be mutilating that last name, but I think that's how it's pronounced. That's how everyone else pronounced it. It's P-L-A-D-L. It's missing some vowels. Yeah. Just a little. Yeah. Hmm. right okay well whatever okay all right so this is a triple homicide okay just throwing that out there at the beginning all right so katie rose fusco was born january 29th 1998 so she's just two years older than you i mean younger than you she's just two years younger than you okay um katie was actually originally born denise but she was adopted by anthony and kelly fusco about eight months after her birth By all accounts, Katie appeared to have a pretty normal life with her adopted parents. But like most adopted children tend to do, she did set out to reconnect with her biological parents. I put in her birth parents, but whatever. Birth parents, biological parents, whatever you want to call them, when she turned 18. She actually did connect with them a little bit prior to being 18, but she didn't actually like meet them until she turned 18. So Katie met her birth mother, Alyssa, and her birth father, Stephen, who were actually still married which is kind of interesting since, you know, they gave her up for adoption, but then they actually like stayed together and they went on to have two more children together. So a little interesting, I thought, since, you know, majority of the time when you give a child up for adoption, it's because you aren't ready or it's like not a good, you know, atmosphere for the child, but whatever. They made it work 18 years. They were still together, had two more kids. Um, So here's a little bit of backstory on the parents. Alyssa was living in Texas when she met Stephen, who resided in New York at the time. They met online, so just think like late 90s chat room type thing, you know, Instant Messenger, AIM, all of that good stuff. Okay. Um, Kate, or I'm sorry, Alyssa was 15 at the time. Ooh. And Stephen was 20. Mm. So that's a little bit of an ick for me. Yeah, just I don't, a little. I don't like that age gap. I've said it before and I'll say it again. I don't have a problem with a five-year age gap when you're an adult. But when you get into that as a child, I mean, 15, you're still a kid. So right, 15 to me, and 20-year-old, not the same. No, 25 and 30, okay, all the power to you. 30 and 35, go for it. But when you've got a teenager, that's a little bit of grooming going on. I'm not a fan. Yeah. 
Uh, so anyway, after growing closer, Alyssa ended up packing her bags and moving across the country to be with Stephen. At, at 16. 15? At 16. Oh, okay. 16 years old. Not really sure how that occurred, but I don't know. Okay. Kind of weird to me, but again, I don't know. I don't know how that happens. The 90s were a little different, but I don't know though, because like our parents got married very young and like mom's parents had to sign away their rights to her, like for her to get married. So I would assume that like Alyssa's parents would need to do the same thing. Well, they must have. Maybe, or I don't know. I don't know what happened, but just a little strange, but. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, shortly after the move to New York from Texas, Alyssa became pregnant with Denise, a.k.a. Katie. Alyssa was 17 when Katie was born, so Stephen was like 22 at this time. Okay. Alyssa was absolutely in love with her beautiful baby girl. She just doted on what a sweet little baby Katie was. Again, at this time, her name was Denise, but just to make it like not confusing, we're just going to call her Katie. Her name was changed at eight months old when she was adopted. So Katie, she loved her, thought she was the sweetest little baby. Um, unfortunately though, Steven became abusive and Alyssa felt that the only way to keep her baby safe was to give her up for adoption. So allegedly from Alyssa's, uh, account of what occurred. And I say allegedly, because I don't think we can ever really know for sure, but this is what Alyssa said happened. Um, Steven would pinch Katie if she cried to a point that she would bruise. He would put his hand over her mouth. He would shut her in a cooler to muffle her cries. And at one point, he even held her underwater to keep her from crying. Hmm. So kind of crazy that, like, Katie goes on to live a whole ass life and her birth parents stayed together and had more kids. Right. Uh, I mean, no judgment to Alyssa. She was young. But, like, to me, I'm like, that's kind of insane that, like, they went on to have more kids. So clearly they must have grown up or Stephen grew up, hopefully. There's a pretty big gap between Katie and her younger siblings. Uh, the second, they're all girls, three girls. So Katie's born in 1998. Um, and then the next daughter was born in 2007 and then the third in 2012. So a pretty big gap. I mean, you're looking at like a nine year, nine year age gap. Right. Right. Is that that nine years? Yeah. It's nine years. 1998 to 2007. Yeah. Nine years. Maybe in that nine years, he like went and got some therapy and he was a better person. Yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully that's the case. So that's why I said though, it's like, maybe they're in a better place by this point. Right. Uh, so back to our current timeline, Katie turns 18 and she seeks out her bio parents on Facebook because at this point, you know, it's 2000 and what did I say? 2000 and like 16 ish. The timeline starts 2016. So by the time she finds them on Facebook, it's probably closer to like 2014, 2015 because it's before she turns 18. Right. Um, but she finds them on Facebook and they connect. They start like an online relationship. They're ecstatic to like hear from her. They want to have a relationship with her. So I said here that I wasn't sure where Katie lived at this point, but I actually do know she did live in New York still. So after adoption, she lived in New York. And I said, I would assume she still lived there, but I can't be certain of that. But I did actually fact check that later on. And she does still live in New York. Okay. Uh, Actually, in like two lines, I determined that she 100% still lives in New York. Okay. So Alyssa Alyssa and Stephen Plato now live in Henrico, Virginia. Uh, Katie is set to graduate soon, and she's going to attend a local community college, and then she's going to transfer to SUNY Purchase. So that's what I was saying. I know that she's in New York because SUNY is State University of New York. Right. So I said, there we go. Yeah, she's still in New York. (laughs) Okay, good job, Sarah. I know, right? (laughs) Good job fact-checking. So as graduation nears and Katie gets closer to Alyssa and Steven, she decides that she would actually much rather move closer to them. So in August of 2016, she does just that. Katie makes the move to Henrico, Virginia, and she actually moves in with Alyssa and Steven into their home. Oh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. So this here, I did like get permission from our brother here to like bring this up, but um, I just pretty much put in here like I can't blame Katie for wanting to get to know her biological parents, but like my heart broke for Kelly and Anthony. Right. And I know adoption is like a really hard subject and Like, I'm not going to pretend that I understand how adopted children feel, but I do understand how an adopted family feels. Because when an adopted child, like, when they make that jump and want to get to know their biological family, I mean, it does hurt a little bit because you feel like, you know, like, I've been your family your entire life, and now you found out that you have, like, this biological family, you want to go get to know them, which they have every right to do. But it doesn't make it any less painful. Right. Like you're happy for them, but you're sad for yourself at the same time. Exactly. So I did ask our brother, because our brother's adopted, I asked him if it was okay to like talk about that. And he said, you know, absolutely. You're more than welcome to talk about that. So, um, but yeah, I just said in there, it's tough like to raise a child their entire life. And then 
their bio parents are there and they're like, oh, peace out. That's where I want to go. And I mean, I think a lot of times that does, I, I don't know of anyone who's adopted that doesn't want to get to know their biological family. Yeah. I mean, I don't know a lot of adopted people, but I mean, it seems like you would have to. You I would have to know. I agree. You would have to want to know your I biological agree. family. I agree, but it doesn't make it any less painful for, I mean, it's just painful for everyone involved. Right. Honestly. Like, I'm I'm sure it's painful for the adopted children, 100%, but it is also painful for the family who, like, I don't see our brother as anything other than our brother. Right. And, like, when they first get that, like, they do. That. Right. They're like, whoa, you're not my family. But it's like, 100%, we are your family because right. we've actually been in your life, your entire life. Right. And, like, I don't see you any differently. But it does. I feel like a lot of times it just causes a bit of a rift. Right. So this is kind of what happened here. Like, she said, you know, um, she wanted to go get to know her biological parents. And she had every right to do that. I don't blame her for that. I just, my heart breaks for Kelly and Anthony. Right. And I just find it kind of crazy. Like, uh, all power to you. Go meet your biological family and get to know them. But I just think it's so crazy that, like, she didn't know these people and she moves in with them. Right. Yeah. That's insane to me that she just like takes the leap and moves in with them. Right. Like, like go move closer to them. Go to college there. Yeah. I'll do it. Right. Like definitely have a, a relationship with them. But yeah, I did also think that was a little crazy that she just like took this leap. Like she talked to them online a few times and she was like, all right, let's move in together. Yeah. I mean, different for different people, I guess, but that's a lot of uh, faith for me. Yeah, I would agree. Um, but I don't know. I put, like, I'm, I don't want to harp on that. Uh, we know that Steven was not a good guy and that that's why she was put up for adoption. Uh, maybe she just needs to learn that for herself. And it's also possible maybe her her adoptive parents didn't know. Right. You know, like, the reasoning for her adoption. It's possible. Right. Yeah. But, I and mean. maybe they encouraged it. You never know. Yeah, you don't. But it's just crazy to me that she made that leap. And then also, like, what we know, that he was the reason she was put up for adoption and then for her to go move in with him. Right. That's And, scary. I mean, she would do the list as well. And. I think through this entire thing, it seems like Alyssa only wanted what was best for her kids. Right. All that's three what of I was them. just going to say. Like, it does seem that way. Even, I mean, through the whole thing. Like, it seems like she always wanted what was best for Katie and her other daughters. And I do not blame her in the least bit for anything that transpires. But um, it definitely seems like maybe she would have put a stop to it. Would have been nice if she right. would have been like, hey, you know, you probably shouldn't move in. But nope, she was more than willing to welcome her into that. Right. So that's what happens. Um, I said, you know, maybe Katie just needs to learn for herself what kind of a person her biological father is. And that's what she does. So Katie moves in with her biological parents and everything seems to be fine. She gets to know her bio sisters. They're 100% blood. You know, it's all her biological sisters and she's, you know, over the moon. That is until about six weeks after Katie moves in. And Stephen starts to sleep on his 18-year-old daughter's bedroom floor. Why? Yeah. Uh, that's exactly what I want to know. Why? Apparently, he would just lay there, and the two would talk until they fell asleep. Hmm. I don't like that. So, Stephen's 42 at this time. Okay. Just throwing that out there so you have an age. 42. Okay. His daughter is 18. Uh, another thing that just so happens to coincide with this time frame is that Stephen starts to change his appearance. So, when Katie first met them, Stephen had, like, a normal dad haircut, a goatee. He very much looked 42. Uh, but he starts to dress differently. He starts to wear skinny jeans, starts to wear like tight knit Henley shirts, you know. He grows his hair out, shaves his facial hair off. Uh, so he definitely starts to look younger. Like when I was looking at pictures, I was like, it doesn't even look like the same guy. He right. definitely, he gives off like a Nathan Scott vibes after his accident when he gets like that long, yeah. you know what I mean? He shaves off his face, like it makes him look much younger okay. than when he's got all that facial hair. You know exactly what I'm talking yes. about. What season is that? Five? Yeah. Season five, Nathan Scott, when he's like stuck. For those of you that don't know, we're talking about One Tree Hill. When he's like stuck <laughs> in that wheelchair and he's got the facial hair and like he looks so much older. But then when yeah. he shaves that facial hair, it immediately like youngs him back up. Right. So that's kind of what it did to Steven. He definitely is trying to look younger. So when Alyssa shows concern for this, Stephen Brewer just tells her, mind your own business. And he just storms off. <laughs> so by November of 2016, Alyssa files for divorce and moves out. Uh, apparently Stephen and Alyssa's marriage was already rocky prior to Katie moving in with them. Um, but Alyssa does talk to Katie and she lets her know that Stephen is not a good guy and tells her about the reasons for putting her up for adoption. And she just warns Katie that she needs to be careful, but Katie just doesn't actually seem to care. And she continues to remain close to Stephen. It seemed like the younger two girls, they had some sort of split custody arrangement because Alyssa still saw the girls, but then Stephen also still saw them. Okay. But, um, Katie stays with Stephen. Okay. Is Stephen going to kill all three girls? 
I don't know what's going to happen. You're going to have to wait and see. So unknown to Alyssa, Stephen and Katie have actually begun a sexual relationship Hmm, sometime between September and November of 2016. Was this sexual relationship consensual? Yeah. Okay. It would appear so. Okay. So by early 2017, Katie is pregnant. Okay. And Stephen has told his youngest two daughters that Katie is their stepmom. What? (laughs) No, I'm sorry, but she's your sister. Yeah, no. Uh, Stephen is adamant that Katie is their stepmom. That's disgusting. I agree 100%. And now you know why I had to do this case, because I was appalled. That's not a reason to do the case. That's a reason to say, okay, next case. I was I was hooked. Okay. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Alyssa does not find out about the sexual nature of the relationship until May 23rd of 2017 when she reads about it in her 11-year-old daughter's diary. Okay, gross. But also, why is she reading her daughter's diary? Yeah, so (laughs) I said... I don't know where I stand on that. Should she be reading her daughter's her daughter's diary? No, but like also yes. I don't know. I'm not gonna lie. I'm nosy, and I don't know if I can respect my children's space enough to not snoop through their stuff. I mean, like on one hand, she wouldn't have found out. It doesn't sound like until. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I guess she had the baby, right? I mean, I guess. But even then, would she have known it was Stevens? Yeah, I don't know. But at the same time, like that's your daughter's diary. Right. And that's kind of how I felt. I was like, um, should she have been reading her diary? No, but also I don't I don't I don't know where I stand on that. Yeah, I'm very against invading your children's personal space. But at the same time you have to protect them. So Right, that's kind of where I'm at. Because like, yes, obviously everyone deserves their personal space and boundaries. Yes. But then also how do you protect your kids? Especially because her kids didn't tell her. Right. I just would hope that like my children trust me enough that they would tell me these things. Right. But I don't actually know because the other day when we hung out with my friend, um, my children, a couple of them apparently were given money by this friend of theirs and they did not tell me about it. I found it in their pockets and they had to ask them like, where did this money come from? And they were like, oh, we don't want to tell you because you take it from us. So maybe they don't trust me as much as I think they would. <laughs> so I might have to stoop through their through the diaries. But between the two youngest ones, they had $13. Oh, they took that from him? They didn't take it. Apparently, he gave it to them. Like, they were like, oh, where'd this money come from? And he was like, oh, I got it for a holiday. And they were like, oh, cool. Can we have it? And he was like, yeah, go ahead. And gave it to him. So, I don't know. I, they didn't steal it because he right. was like, oh, I made him give it back. Like, yeah. the next day, I made them go give it back. And they were like, you know, like, told him, like, hey, here's this money. And he was like, no, you can keep it. And I was like, no, they can't keep it. We don't take things from our friends. Like, we don't, we don't, no, no. <laughs> so, anyway, I don't know. But they didn't tell me about that. So, maybe yeah. I live in a... Like, I look through rose-colored glasses because I like to think they would tell me these things, but... Yeah, I don't know. They uh, pocketed a bunch of money. I mean, for for as young as they are, $13 is a lot of money. Right. They were really upset when I found it (laughs) and told me to return it. Yeah. So I don't know where I stand on that. I'm not at a point, hopefully, that I need to worry about that, but I don't know because my oldest is 10 and this little girl's 11. Yeah. But hopefully I don't have anyone in my life that I need to be concerned about writing in the diary of my small child. So I did pull a couple of excerpts from the diary. Um, it is really hard to read because obviously it's the handwriting of an 11 year old. Okay. And I thought you were hard, like emotionally. I was like, no, I mean, no, it's not really, I don't really, it didn't pull at my heartstrings, but it's just hard to, hard to read because the handwriting is kind of sloppy because it's an 11 year old. And then also it was scanned in 
so it's like dull you know how yeah. like when you scan like writing it just dulls it out a little bit so it was a little hard to read so i didn't get all of it but this is just some of it um so it starts off with katie is my big sister i really fucking love her oh <laughs> so <laughs> okay. so in the diary the fucking was bleeped out like it was like blurred yeah but i'm 100 percent certain that that was the word that she used because they left the f Right. And I don't know of any other word that would make sense in that context that you would need to bleep out. Like, I really frog love her. I don't know. Like, there's yeah. nothing that would need to be bleeped out. So I'm yeah. I'm pretty certain it was fucking. And she also swore some more after that. So okay. anyway, there's another part where the little girl says that she would get excited when her sister was there. And when she would say, when she would say, hey, Sam. Um, that in her head, she would say, oh my God, she said my name. Like she was just so excited that like her sister was there, which I thought was really sweet. That is really sweet. Uh, the next part says that she would, it says I would get depressed every time she would have to ride the train back to New York, which I thought was interesting because it kind of made it seem like she was just always in Virginia. But then based off this diary, it seems like maybe she was going back and forth, like visiting her adopted parents, which is great. Right. But it's just kind of when I was researching this, it felt like she didn't really have much of a relationship left with their adopted parents. But based off this diary, it seems that she did. Okay, well, whatever. Um, another part it said, this part's a little awkward. I don't know how I feel about this, but <laughs> she wrote in her diary, I also loved how she was kind of skinny in areas and had small breasts. Okay. <laughs> I just thought it was a little weird for an 11-year-old I mean, girl to be writing about, but maybe. Yeah, kind of weird, but whatever. Um, and then she wrote, but now she's pregnant and she's gained weight. And my dad calls her baby also his baby. Did he make her pregnant? My dad even says she's my stepmom. What the fuck? He doesn't even want me to call her my sister. Katie is my sister. She is probably his wife now. But in nature, she's my sister. Does she see me as a daughter or a sister? Katie now tells me sometimes to get the fuck up. So that's the end of the excerpt. So as I was saying, it's probably the F word because yeah. she said it multiple times and it was yeah. bleeped out each time with the F. So yeah, hmm, that's really interesting. Yeah, it was, I mean, very much like an 11-year-old. That's so very confusing. Like, that poor child. Right. Yeah. And I think the 11-year-old would have been the younger or the older. I'm trying to do, like, the math in my head real quick. So, Katie was 18, so I guess she would have been the older. Yeah. So. Right? Yeah. No. Because it was nine years. Ooh. I know, but, like, that still doesn't add up. I don't know. Unless maybe by this point, I don't know. Because no, by this point, she was, it was like 2016. So I don't know. But it says her 11-year-old daughter. I'm not sure which is, which daughter it was, but. Okay. It doesn't matter. I could just be completely wrong on my dates, but that's what I found in my research. Was okay. the 11-year-old daughter and that she was born, they were born in 2007 and 2012. Okay. So. Yeah, I would have had to have been the older. Because 2012, she would have been like four. Right. So, I don't know. Um. Anyway, whatever. Moving past that. Either way, it's confusing. Whether she was 9, 11, 13, it doesn't matter how old she was, it's confusing. Right. Yeah, for any kid. Any kid, that would be confusing. Um, So Alyssa reads this, and again here, I said, I want to make it clear that I do not believe that Alyssa, she, I I believe she only ever wanted what was best for her kids through this entire thing. I think that she did everything in her power to protect them. Okay. So obviously, Alyssa's going to be horrified with this information, and so she confronts Stephen. But Stephen's like, oh, yeah, I thought you knew. Yeah, thought you knew what? That Katie and him were madly in love. Uh, but that's your daughter, you sick freak. No, they're madly in love. Okay. And Alyssa's like, yeah, no, that's not okay. So she contacts the police. And she reports Stephen and Katie for incest. Because, uh, newsflash, that's illegal. Right. Regardless of what state you live in, you can't actually have sexual intercourse with your children. Right. So the Henrico County Police Department does question... The, you know, Stephen and Katie, they also questioned the other two girls. Uh, but no arrests are made at this time, as there's not enough evidence. I would say that the pregnant Katie. I mean, could they not have, like, what year is this? Could they not have, like, tested the baby? 100%, I feel like they could have, but she was still pregnant. Sometimes it's hard. Like, you can do genetic testing while the baby's still in the womb, but I think that's kind of dangerous. Because they have yeah. to, like, go through the amniotic sac. Right. So... Whatever. I mean, that's fine and dandy. I guess they probably had to wait for the baby to be born. I feel like they probably could have done a little more than what they did, which is nothing. Okay. Yeah. So, um, anyway, later in 2017, Stephen and Katie make the move to good old North Carolina. Knightsdale, to be exact. I don't know where that is. Where is that? I actually have no idea. Okay. I didn't look. 
to the interwebs. Let's check real quick. Where my phone went. It's a town in North Carolina. Oh, thank you, Sarah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking for like a map. I don't know where it is. It's like uh, outside of Raleigh. Yeah. Okay. Outside of Raleigh, like uh, by east. Garner. Yeah. East of Raleigh. Okay. Yeah. So east of Raleigh. So they moved to Knightsdale, and in July of 2017, Katie and Stephen get married in Maryland. How? Uh, well, we'll cover that. But I don't. I was like, I don't know why they went to Maryland. So I looked up incest laws. Okay. And incest is illegal in all 50 states. Right. Um, to an extent. Okay. Uh, I would say that father and daughter is always a no. But there's quite a few states that let you marry your cousins and stuff. North Carolina is one of them. You can get married yeah. to your cousin in North Carolina as long as you're not double cousins. Right. So, but yeah, father and daughter is always a no. And a lot of states still allow marriage of relatives. It just depends on how closely you're related you Well, are. and also... You can ju- you just check the box. Right. That says we're not related. Yes. Yep. So that makes sense. Yep. So um, there's very few states. Some states make you do like blood tests, but there's very few that do. Yeah. As far as I think New York makes you do blood tests, I blood believe. tests, don't they? Yeah, New York does. I'm pretty sure. But no, North Carolina does not. But I don't. that's why I don't know whether they went to Maryland. Like they probably could have just done North Carolina and checked they weren't related. Right. Because I they don't went to think Maryland. they look into it. Not as far as I know. Hmm. Okay. I'm not sure. But um. Maybe they just wanted to get married in Maryland. I did want to say, though, before we go bashing the South, because I feel like it's pretty common that people just, like, talk crap about, you know, like, West Virginia, Marian Cousins, and Alabama, and, you know, like, they always want to talk about, you know, those kinds of states. Uh, I did look it up, and the only states that actually have, like, not super strict incest laws are Rhode Island and New Jersey. Okay. So, both of those, it's actually legal for incest, as long as the... Parties are consensual. I think New Jersey was over 18 and Rhode Island was over 16. Oh. Yeah. Uh, marriage is still illegal, but you're allowed to have intercourse. Hmm. Okay. Gross. Yeah. If we have anyone listening who's married to their relative, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm not saying like if you're super far, unre- like if, if it's a farther connection. I don't know like, my okay, feelings whatever. on any any of that, honestly. It kind of all skews me out. I mean, me too, but it's your choice. It's your conviction. Like, whatever. But father and daughter, never okay. No, father and daughter's not okay. Mother and son, not okay. I don't feel like cousin. I mean, like, maybe second cousins or third cousins. Yeah, I mean, I personally would never marry my cousin. Right. But, like, if that's what you want to do, I mean, you do you. Yeah. I don't know. Ugh, it grosses okay. me out. It doesn't matter. It grosses me out. Um, Our feeling on familial marriage doesn't really matter. What I found even more strange, though, is that in attendance at the wedding were Stephen's parents slash Katie's grandparents. And also Katie's adoptive parents were there. What? Yeah. So Katie's adoptive parents said that at this point, they felt that there was nothing that they could do but support her. I mean, I guess, but... I think that at that point, they were probably just, like, grasping at a relationship with her. Yeah, probably. But when I read that, I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. And, like, his parents? Yeah. Why? Well, I had no issue, I guess. I don't know. Okay. I didn't really find a lot on his parents, but, yeah, apparently they were fine with it. So, Stephen's parents were there, a.k.a. Katie's grandparents, and Katie's adoptive parents were there. And everything was going great for the newlyweds. You know, they were quite happy. In September, Katie gives birth to Bennett, which is her son that she had with her father. So she's, you know, like his mother's sister. It really, I, I, like. Like, it would be totally different. So this is like, I'm thinking about this in my head. So like, if they didn't know, and then. They met. They met, they fell in love, they got married, they had a baby. Still be gross. But it'd be a little more acceptable. But like, you knew that was your biological father. Right. How can you change that relationship from biological father to now husband? Lover. Baby daddy. I don't get it. Uh, I don't know. Because I feel like that has to happen. That people meet people and fall in love with them? Yeah, and don't know that they're their family. It's got to happen. It 100% happens. I just read an article the other day about a husband and wife who'd been married for 17 years, and then they, find out they, were, they found out they were first cousins. Yeah. And they said that um, they were not going to change their marriage. They'd been together for 17 years. They had, like, four kids together. Well, and they're like, you know, point, it changes nothing. And, okay, like, at that point, I probably still wouldn't advertise it, but okay. Right. You know, whatever. I mean, 
my husband's going to kill me, but my husband's grandparents are cousins. Right. Or like uncle and niece or, I mean, they're related. Yeah. Which skeeved me out when I found out. But at that point I was too far in. We already had three kids together and I was like, well, <laughs> too late. Yeah. Explains a lot. Um, just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was really mean. <laughs> Not really. I feel like the only person who listens to this podcast that would be even remotely caring would be Jacob's sister. And she's the one that told me and she was grossed out by it too. So <laughs> if you're listening, then that was for you. Your mother-in-law doesn't listen? No. It's oh, not nice. Mm, it's fine. I didn't expect her to. It's not a big deal. Both of my mother-in-laws are Patreons. Oh, well, we can't all be blessed with two mother-in-laws. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Okay. Anyway, my mother-in-law doesn't support me in anything I do. Okay. It's well, fine. We probably shouldn't talk crap about her on the podcast because your sister-in-law listens. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> I don't care. Okay. Respect. Anyways, moving on. Moving on from my mother-in-law. I don't even know what I was saying now. I was talking about Jacob's grandparents being related. I don't remember what they are, but they are related. And it was too late for me to get out. So. Awkward. Well, that's not your own marriage, though. But, like, they also knew. Right. But, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Not my Yeah, I found judge. out at, like, their 17th wedding anniversary or something. 50th or something. It was, like, a crazy. I thought you said 17th. I was like, no. Mm. No, I said 70th, but it was probably their 50th. I don't know if they made it to 70 years, because Jacob's grandfather passed away. He was... I don't know. It was 80s probably. So probably the 50th. I don't know. It was a big milestone anniversary though. Right. And I found out at dinner and I was like, what? <laughs> oh my gosh. But anyway, okay. It doesn't matter. I can get behind. I can't get behind it. I still don't, I still don't like it. But I can understand if you don't know. Also depending on the relation. But right. father, daughter to me. No, I, I can't get behind that. Yeah. Like I said, excuse but me. Also, out, but also, okay. But also. Nothing. Not mine. I can understand Katie as an 18 year old easily persuade you know what i mean like i could right. see her coming on to her dad yeah i just think the issue is like he should have never allowed that because he was a 42 year old man well he was also 20 and his first wife was 15 so i mean i know but like that's just the part that i don't blame katie right even i mean you know obviously she has sold some accountability but i feel like a majority of this blame falls on steven yeah because he should have never allowed that yeah I can see as a confused 18-year-old meeting your biological parents for the first time and, like, wanting a connection with them. And, like, your dad starts sleeping on your floor. I could see, like, why she would think that was okay. Because right. even at 18, your frontal lobe's not fully developed. Right. So I could see that. But he absolutely knew better. Yes, 100%. All right. So, anyway, back to the timeline. September, Katie gives birth to Bennett. Uh, in November of 2017, the Henrico Police Department issues arrest warrants for the incest case that they have open. Okay. So the two are arrested for incest as well as adultery since their relationship began while Stephen was married to Alyssa. They both got arrested? Yes. Okay. They both got arrested. Uh, the two are released on bond, but they are ordered to have no contact. Okay. So at this point, Stephen's mother is given custody of baby Bennett, and Katie goes back to live with her adoptive parents in New York. Okay. So this actually seems to be really good for Katie because somehow after a few months, somebody got through to her. I don't know who it was, but somebody talked some sense into her, and she actually decides that she needs to put an end to her relationship with her father. Okay. Uh, and this is where things get ugly very quickly. So Katie's not supposed to contact Stephen, but of course she does anyway because she wants to let him know that their relationship is over. So on April 11th, Stephen goes to his mother's house, and he picks up Bennett. Uh, I don't know if this was allowed. Like, I don't know if they had some sort of visitation. I kind of feel like he shouldn't have been allowed to pick Bennett up. No. Um, so I don't know if it was an allowed visitation or if they were like bending the rules and his mother was letting him take him. Uh, nonetheless, though, he takes Bennett back to his home in Knightsdale, North Carolina, where he had previously lived with Katie. Uh, he then suffocated the seven month old baby and leaves his body in the home where he would later be found by Stephen's mother. Uh, he apparently called his mother and told her like that he had killed Bennett and then just like stopped talking to her. So she called 911. There's actually a heartbreaking 911 call. I was going to play it, but I didn't really feel like it was super necessary. Um, it's essentially just like where she calls and she's like, my son killed his baby and he left a key under the mat. So he like left a key for them to go in and get the body, but there was no like trauma. So they decided suffocation was okay. how he passed. Okay. So Steven suffocates Bennett. He then jumps in his car and he drives. Do you want to guess where he drove? Um, to Katie. Yeah. So he drove all night until he reached Katie's home. 
that she was sharing with her adoptive parents. And on April 12th of 2018, Stephen watches and waits for his opportunity. He sees Katie leave the home. He gets into his, oh, I'm sorry. He sees Katie leave the home and get into the car with her adoptive father, Anthony. Uh, when Katie and Anthony leave, Stephen follows them. They drive from Wingdale, North, I'm sorry, Wingdale, New York. I was going to say North Carolina. <laughs> they drive from Wingdale, New York to New Milford, Connecticut, which is about a 20 to 30 minute drive. Uh, when Katie and Anthony stop at a stop sign between Route 7 and Route 50, 55, uh, essentially it seems like it was a four-way stop. So when they stopped at that stop sign, Stephen pulled next to them on the passenger side and shot Anthony and Katie with some sort of an assault rifle uh, multiple times. So they died pretty immediately. He then turns the gun on himself and took his own life. And that's where the three are found. I don't like him. No. Uh, Unfortunately, though, this is not an isolated occurrence. There's actually a theory called genetic sexual attraction, which essentially is when genetically related relatives are separated at a very young age, and they therefore never develop like an appropriate relationship with each other. So then when they do meet um, and get closer, they end up developing an attraction or some sort of a sexual relationship with each other. Right. Um, Well, you know, like Freud's theory. I don't know Freud's theory. Please fill me in. (laughs) I mean, I'm pretty sure it's Freud is that like boys are attracted to their mother and like try to outbeat their father and girls are attracted to their father and try to like outbeat their mother. I don't think that's Freud's theory. I think it is. I think you pulled that from Greek mythology. Oh, maybe. Is that Freud? What's that guy that stabbed his eyeballs out? That's Greek mythology. (laughs) (laughs) Are you Googling Freud's theory? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess it has something to do. It's um, the Oedipus. Yeah, Oedipus complex. Yes. Yeah. But that, is that Freud? Yes. Freud said that a boy develops an unconscious infatuation towards his mother and simultaneously fears to be his father. Fears his father to be a rival. So I guess it, it, I don't know if it goes the other way. Yeah, it's Oedipus complex. That makes sense. Oedipus is Greek mythology. Right. Where the son married the mother. I don't think he married her. I think he slept with her. He killed his dad and then he stabbed his eyes out. I don't know. (laughs) I took a whole course in high school in Greek mythology, but I don't know. I took a course in college. I don't know. I failed it. I definitely (laughs) thought that he married his mother. Uh, I don't know. It, It doesn't really matter, but. It matters to me. Okay. It matters to me. Yes, he married him. He married his mother. It says Oedipus found out that he killed Laius, his father, and he married his mother, Jocasta. He was horrified, so he gouged out his eyes and exiled himself. But I knew he married her. Okay, whatever. Regardless, this is not Oedipus theory. This is a different thing. Genetic sexual attraction. Um, I'm just saying it's not like super uncommon. I don't think for like people to be attracted to their parents. I mean, I think at a very young age when you're making those normal, like, childhood connections. I mean, like, Sterling proposed to mom, like, once a week for, like, five years. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, my only son tried to French me that one time. And I had to explain to him why he wasn't allowed to do that. Right. But, like, again, that's, like, very young children when they're making those connections of, like, when they're right. learning about relationships. Right. So that's what this theory is, is that, like, if they don't have that proper... Right, if they don't have that ...connection with those biological people in their lives, then when they do meet them, there's a connection, and they don't know how else to explain it, so it becomes sexual. Um, but then I did go on to look more into it, and it said, like, scientifically, there's very little evidence to back this, and that most scientists um, actually claim that it is a pseudoscience, so that it's not scientifically factual at all. It's just, like, a reason for them to, like, for people to... Explain it. ...make it okay to have relationships with family hmm. in an ancestral way, so... Interesting. But it's not uncommon. Like, there's a lot of people... Like, there's a whole list of people who ended up having relationships with, like, their parents because they were adopted as small children. Interesting. Is it interesting? Because I thought it was weird. I mean, you know, I like psychology. I think it's very interesting, all of it. So, yeah, I think it's interesting. It's weird, but it's interesting. Yeah. It's It's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, it is. Obviously. Like, Bennett, poor Bennett did nothing. I know. Just a bystander. And the, he lost both his parents. Right. Lost, I mean, he's gone, so it doesn't matter. Oh. I forgot. <laughs> it's not funny, actually. No, it's not funny. It doesn't matter they lost his parents because he was well, murdered by his father. I, yes. I 
did not recall that happening. I do not recall. Well, you said triple homicide, so I was still thinking only the three of them. Yeah, it's a triple homicide with a suicide. Right. I was thinking three. I left out the suicide part, though, because I wanted to leave that for like a I little understand. suspenseful surprise. Well, I'm glad he didn't kill all three daughters, because I was worried about that. I mean, not that this is any better, but... Right. I don't know. It was crazy, though. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, that's why I had to do it. You're like, you didn't have to do it. I did, though, because I was like, this is kind of like insane like i've gotta i've gotta tell ashley about this yeah no it is pretty because i know that you would appreciate the psychology of it yeah because like it's 100 percent a psychology thing yeah definitely. like i said like katie i feel like obviously like she's got to take some responsibility because she shouldn't have slept with her father right but she was 18 right i feel for her yeah because i feel like he took advantage of her like he took advantage of Alyssa, and they took advantage of katie yeah he did like that's how i feel about that Definitely. And it's also crazy, like, the difference of, like, the appearance. Like, I told you that he, like, shaved off his facial hair and whatnot. I'm going to see if I can pull up. I'm going to send you a picture because I just feel like you need to see, like, the difference. Because it really made a difference of, like, how he looked. Okay. I think. So, like, this one I'm going to send you is when they met. And he very much looks like... A 40-year-old father. Like, honestly, like, this picture right here, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, totally daughter and father. I don't think anything of it, right? So there it is. Come in your way. Texting it to you across the table. I don't know why you can have just, like, shown me. Because I don't remove my computer. It makes so much noise. Yeah. Okay. Right? Okay. Looks like a dad. Right. Yeah. Okay. And now this is... In this picture, she's 18? Yeah. She just looks a little. Yeah, well, she's not little. She's 18. I mean, she's freshly 18. She just graduated high school. And then this is their wedding. I don't even feel like it looks like the same person. I don't feel like either of them look like the same person. I Right. I agree. Like well, she, she looks, was pregnant. Yeah, but you can't really tell she's pregnant because of her you, black dress. Yeah, but I mean, she's definitely big. Like, you can tell that she's big. I mean, she just looks she's like pregnant. she's... It doesn't look like she's pregnant, in my opinion. It just looks like she gained a little weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he looks, like, way younger. She looks older. So who are these other people in the picture? Do you know? I don't know who all of them are, but I would assume some of them are his parents. I think the one on the left is his mother, and I think the people on the right are her adopted parents. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. That's what I think. So I also wonder, too, about her... And, like, her parents, if those are her parents, they do not look pleased. No, they don't. And then I also wonder, too, though, do you think that Anthony was an intentional target? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, you know, I guess he could be an intentional target, but, like, I don't know why he wanted and like, kill both of her parents. Right. If that was the case. Or right. maybe it was just opportunity. Yeah. I just wonder if, like, he meant to kill Anthony or if he was just trying to kill Katie. I don't feel like he was just But I also trying. don't understand why he had to kill Bennett. No, I, that had nothing to do I don't with understand why he felt the need to do that. Because he's a crazy person. I know, but I just don't understand why. Like, he went out of his way to go pick the baby up and kill him. Yeah. I don't... I got nothing. I don't know. The whole thing is crazy to me. What I was going to say before you interrupted me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like at that point, like, he might have meant to kill him. Like, both of them together. But had he not been there, he might not have killed him. Like, right. I don't know that he intentionally wanted to kill the father. Right. But because they were together, he couldn't have just killed Katie and not killed both of them. Because then maybe the... I mean, if he was planning to kill himself, I guess it doesn't really matter. But if he would have just killed Katie, then Anthony would have saw him. Because he pulled up next to them. So then he would have been a witness. Right. But he was also planning to kill himself, so... I don't know that that really matters. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just thought, like, that change was crazy. Like, honestly, because I just feel like he, like, in that first picture, like, he very much just looks like a dad. Yeah. Yeah, he looks like a totally different person. Yeah, like, nothing wrong. He just looks like a normal dad. He's got his goatee. Like, he's wearing his dad pants. He's wearing his dad shoes. He's wearing, like, an oversized t-shirt. Like, he looks like a dad. Yeah. In the next picture, he does not. No. And then he's, like, a completely different person. I don't know. That whole thing was crazy, though. Yeah, definitely crazy. So, I don't know, guys. Write in. Tell us what you think. When I say write it, I mean go to P.O. Box 1142, Trinidad, North Carolina. Give or us some snail mail. Or email us. I prefer snail mail. I get real sick of checking the post office box and getting nothing. <laughs> yeah, send us something. Come on, guys. Just send me something. Send me a sticker. I don't care. Anything. 
Send me anything you want. I just get lonely and I get sick of checking the box for nothing. Oh, quit checking it. I don't have a choice. I have to. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's it. Wrap it up. I just made a horrible mistake. Why? What'd you do? I just like closed out my tab that had all my sources. Why would you do that? I didn't mean to. It was an accident. That sucked. Oh, well, that's my problem, not yours. All right. Well, I hope you guys have a fabulous day. We'll catch you next week when we cover a whole new case. Bye. Bye. Hey, everyone. If you like what you heard and you want to support a small podcast, please give us money at www.patreon.com forward slash weekly dose of wicked where you can join one of our four amazing tiers starting at just a measly three dollars a month that's literally 10 cents a day you can join the slightly wicked after that we've got the moderately wicked for just five dollars a month followed by the awesomely wicked for seven dollars a month and for those high rollers big ballers we have the extraordinarily good so head on over check it out if you like what you see join it up if subscriptions aren't your jam head on over to www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash w-d-o-w where you can give us a one-time donation to buy us a coffee or you know like podcasting equipment which would probably be a better use of our money feel free to give us a follow on instagram at weekly underscore dose underscore of underscore wicked or you can just search weekly dose of wicked and we'll pop up because we're the only ones or you can give us a like on facebook at facebook.com slash weekly dose of wicked Or, you know what, you could just do both, because that would be better for us. For a direct feed of our podcast, please go to www.weeklydoseofwicked.buzzsprout.com. Great news, guys. We've made it big time. And you can now listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yep, yep. Even Pandora. They finally let us in. Make sure to come back next Wednesday for your Weekly Weekly Dose of Wicked. Wicked. Ba-dum-psh.